Saturday, December 3rd, 2022, Puyallup, Washington. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the kids are shoveling snow off the field so the packed stands of Sparks Stadium can see the yard markers. It's the Class 3A state championship game between the feisty Yelm Tornadoes and the perennial powerhouse Eastside Catholic Crusaders. The Yelm playoff run has been nothing short of storybook. The Tornadoes entered the state playoffs undefeated before strangling the Bishop Blanchett Bears 50-7 and the Southridge Suns 51-7. God, I love saying high school names. In the next round, Yelm beat the Kennewick High Lions 36-27 to earn a berth in the Final Four. But in the state semis, the tiny Tornadoes of Yelm faced the defending 3A Washington State champs in the Bellevue High Wolverines. Oh, those nasty Wolverines. The team you love to hate. Down five points with five minutes left in the game, the Yelm Tornadoes' last drive would start on their own six-yard line. A 15-play, 93-yard drive left Yelm with a fourth and goal on the one-yard line. 38 seconds left to play. If you know anything about Yelm High School football, and I know that you do, you know that head coach Jason Ronquillo is calling a quarterback sneak in this moment, and sneak they do into the end zone, beating the now former state champs and earning Yelm High its first ever appearance in the state championship game. Here we are back to the beginning, December 3rd, shoveling snow, Yelman Eastside for all the marbles. The score is tight the entire game. Eastside scores first with a field goal. Yelm scores a touchdown to take a 6-3 halftime lead. Eastside ties it in the third 6-6, but 34 seconds later, head coach Jason Ronquillo dials up the old Yelm flea flicker. A 40-yard bomb is caught by Yelm's Trey Smith but he's surrounded by two defenders until Yelm's Kyler Ronquillo, the coach's son, absolutely levels, pancakes, annihilates the Eastside cornerback and Spring Smith for a 55-yard touchdown. Yelm takes their 12-6 lead into the fourth quarter. But if you know anything about the Eastside Catholic Crusader football, and I know that you do, you know they're just not going to give up. Of course not. And the family matters aren't over here. First, it was Kyler Ronquillo and his dad, Coach Jason Ronquillo. But now it's Eastside's Mikel here, brothers, who get it on the act. Quarterback Brady throws a screen to his brother, Carson, who rumbles and stumbles 47 yards for a touchdown. Eastside makes the extra point and take the 13-12 lead. But Yelm hot. And the Ronquillos would get one more chance to win the game and the state title. With the clock running down, Yelm starts their drive facing a fourth and one. Yelm hands the ball off to their running back who's hit in the backfield. He falls forward and picks up the first, keeping the drive alive with 55 seconds left in the game and 55 yards left to go for a touchdown. Coach Ronquillo draws up a pass play for his son, a wheel route. Kyler Ronquillo sprints out of the backfield, but into triple coverage. 
The pass from Yelm's quarterback sails high, high over Kyler's head. He turns and sprints, trying to get where the ball will land. But standing there is Eastside Catholic star cornerback Tyson Weaver with his hands out, ready to intercept the ball and end this game. The pass hits Weaver right in the numbers. The DB grabs the ball, and Eastside Catholic has another state title in its grasp. But out of nowhere, Kyler Ronquillo, the All-State receiver, the son of the head coach, refuses to give up on the play. He races downfield, grabs the ball out of the cornerback's hands, steals the game-winning interception, and scores the game-winning touchdown. 55 yards down the sideline. Alona looking to throw, looking to throw, looking to throw. Oh, intercepted. Oh, he took it. Oh, he smoked. That's unbelievable. Ronquilla. Woo! Stole it from Weaver. Are you kidding me? That was the strip six, and this is first battle. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I am your host, Neil, the podcast, Jordan Clarkson, the not-as-fast Josh Jacobs, the big old male Olivia Rodrigo coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall executive suite desk chair. Today's episode could be sponsored by Amazing HQ. It's my go-to source for Asian and Asian-American athletics and accomplishments, Amazon's mission is to give a voice to the undercovered and misrepresented Asian American athletes with the goal of eradicating misinformed stereotypes and inspiring the next generation of Asian American youth. How, you know what? Whoever runs Amazon HQ should hit me. I'll send you the invoice for this for this ad. Kyler Ronquillo's amazing game-winning state championship winning catch, the strip six, is undoubtedly an amazing sports moment. But is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? We got to decide that today. Could be the first high school moment in the hall here. Joining me today to decide our moment's fate is the founder of Amazing HQ, the home for Asian and Asian American sports on social. It's the talented Pranav Ayer. Pranav, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil. It's an honor to be on the pod. Pranav, my old man used to beg American GIs for money and food. He'd walk around with them with a stick. He lived in the Philippines. He'd walk around with a stick and pretend it was a gun, and he'd march with them. So wherever they'd march, he they you know he'd march, and then they'd notice him, and then he'd beg them for money or food. <laughs> That's then he comes to this country, raises an entire family, brings over his family from dirt floors to now. I get to fucking record a podcast in this gigantic desk chair that I bought. That's my immigrant stories. What is yours? My both my parents, you know, they they came here, you know, to kind of pursue further education. But they yeah. came here, you know, like that is that immigrant story that every parent has that oh, I come here, you know, five dollars in my pocket. Right. Luckily, I was able to kind of um, be a product of that, and you know, um, 
you know, growing up, my biggest passion um, was was football and, and sports. And obviously that's very counterculture to, you yes. know, the Indian American experience, yeah. and the Asian American experience. So, um, you know, for me, it was a lot of, you know, going against the grain, going against the norm. And uh, eventually it got to a point where I was able to kind of find my own space. And um, a lot of that is, you know, a lot of my upbringing is basically why I started this, I started this media outlet a few years ago. Um, so but, you, yeah. you, you're doing social video, social news. I'm recording a podcast in my basement. Are you as big of a disappointment to your family as I am? Like, does your, do your folks or your folks like shit? We, I guess we missed, I guess we missed on this one or are they like supporting what you're doing? <laughs> so I think a lot of things, a lot of, um, Asian American families, it's always, you know, you gotta have at least one, right? You gotta have one that follows the norm. So <laughs> I have an older sister, you know, she's uh, 20, 27, 28, her. and she's, you know, she's in med school right now. So <laughs> she's living out the dream or living out, you know, the culture's dream. Yeah. Um, so obviously Good I had those her. footsteps to follow, but you yeah. Know, thankfully <laughs> you need, she's, she's did it for me. Yeah, you need a sister like that that can really take the uh, that first volley of uh, fire from the folks. That's fantastic. Good for her. Thank you, sister. Um, Pranav. I read this, but I can't believe it's true. When you were in high school, you posted your highlight reel to YouTube and asked scouts to contact you at brettfarve2000 at gmail.com. Yes, that that is very true. I still I still actually do have that email. I use it for a lot of my like promotional emails, whatever. But and is, is it is it true that you didn't want to actually play college football, but you wanted to someday rob poor people of money in the state of Mississippi? Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about tell me about you you played high school football which is amazing i don't know many indian americans i mean i'll be honest i don't know any indian americans uh that played high school football and then you go and get recruited eventually play college football tell me about your career yeah um i mean going going a little just to explain why that email exists first of all um <laughs> in third grade you know i did a biography book report you know just looking through the library to find any you know, book to do a report on. I had no interest in football this time, barely even right. knew anything about right. the sport. Right. Um, and some re- for some reason, I still don't know to this day why, but I chose this random, you know, like wasn't even, wasn't even like co-authored by him or anything. It was just a biography about like, you know, 40 pages about Brett Favre's life and his, and his career. And after that, after doing that book report, literally the day after, I went out to, to uh, recess with my friend Udeep um, and we started playing football. No one in our school was playing football. And that's how I got into it. And for some reason, from that day onwards, my my goal was to make it to the NFL. Um, and to me, it was like, it's where I realized, you know, you have the opportunity to help, you know, spread our culture and yeah. you know, be able to be a light for the community in many ways. And um, so it's it was it was definitely a ride, definitely, you know, a lot of doubt along the way, even internally. Right. But um, but but yeah. That's amazing. Uh, how good were you in high school? Were you like, were you the best player on your team? Um, I, I'd say I wouldn't say I was the best player on my team in high school. Um, I'd say defensively, I was probably like there's me and probably one other dude that was kind of captaining the ship there. Hell yeah. um, but for me, it was actually I was I started off really bad at football, like even even in high school, I was I was pretty bad, like mm. up until my senior year. Right. Um, because I was still, you know, I was always still this skinny Indian American kid. I was very right. passive person. So like playing football, you didn't really align with, right. even though that was my passion, it yeah. didn't necessarily align with what I wanted to do um, or with the way I lived my life. And originally my dream was to play quarterback. Like if you see on one of those YouTube videos <laughs> in the in the description, it says 
oh, my goal is to be the first Indian American quarterback in the NFL. Right. I was even thinking like that when I was a sophomore in, college, sophomore in high school. <laughs> but unfortunately, we ran the triple option. Um, and being a skinny kid who didn't like running the ball, that, that didn't bode well with me. Um, so, um, yeah, in high school, we didn't have too much of a sports presence, but um, I was able to find my way, especially after I dislocated my finger going into my senior year. I had to learn how to really like hit people and take people's legs out. Yeah. Um, so I was going full speed at their legs. And that's what I became known as. I became like, even in college, for some reason, I got the nickname of the Sri Lankan assassin. <laughs> not Sri Lankan. And <laughs> Wait a second. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can say that, but uh, it's, it is it's a great that. nickname though. I mean, you, you, listen, racist or not a good nickname. You got to hold on to those. That is true. But but yeah, so that's that's kind of my my journey through football. And I, you know, I I wanted to they 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 had this league back in India called the EFLI, the League Football League of India, that that was always my dream to play in. Uh, Unfortunately, they like they that that league died before um, <laughs> I even like had the chance to like graduate college. But, but yeah. uh, well, you know, they come and they go easy come easy go for the uh, the Indian Football League um, <laughs> table set for me, Pranav. Favorite sport, favorite team, favorite athlete of all time? Yeah, I think in its purity that my favorite sport is football because I don't think anything right. from, a, from a playing standpoint and to an extent to, from a viewing standpoint can be replicated. Right. Um, like even to this day, I can't, I can't experience what it is like to play football if I'm not actually right. suiting up, right? Five That's football interesting. That. Yeah. Um, I've never played football, so I, I am taking your word for that. I've never played organized i mean i you know i was all-time quarterback a number of times yeah. and very very good i might add uh but i've never played with pads and a helmet like on a team so i don't know what it's like but as you sort of say that as you sort of go watching football you there's nothing that really replicates the feeling of playing it sort of makes me wish that i knew what that feeling was like yeah it's it's that's why that's why the that you know that brotherhood uh, people talk about yeah. it's 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 a real thing because you all can I only bet. relate relate about this with certain people. Yeah. In terms of team, um, I don't really have too many teams anymore. But growing up, I was the biggest Patriots fan. Got it. Um, I like obviously you know everyone. Whenever I say that, everyone's like, okay, bandwagon and all that. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's what I'm reasoning. thinking. I didn't say I, it, I but I want reasoning. you to know I was thinking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my reasoning though. So I was born in Boston. That's that's one of my. Well, that's, that's a one big one. That's things. a big one. Even though I barely have any connections to the city anymore, <laughs> uh, I lived there for eight months. um but when i first moved to california and that's actually when i first like heard about like what football was i lived right next to sarah high school and my uncle was telling me oh there's this guy named tom brady went to this high school that's right next to here and and i just putting those two together um after you know first my first football player was brett Favre, and then you know a couple years later then i was like okay uh i'm I'm gonna be a tom brady fan and follow the patriots and obviously you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good that came out of that. A lot of happy days. Um, but so yeah. you would say Tom Brady over Brett Favre? Oh no doubt. I mean, especially at this point. But I think who, who I think do you even... think who do you think would be better at stealing money from people, Brett Favre or Tom Brady? <laughs> well, I mean, Tom Brady did lose like five hundred million dollars, right? But, oh yeah. But <laughs> so I'd say Brett Favre in this case. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Pranav, to ju- we get, we're going to jump into our moment here. And to judge our moment, we have to go through our first ballot Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. We already told you the story of this moment at the top of the episode, but I was very lucky to get 
an interview with Kyler Ronquillo and his father, Jason, who's the coach. And right off the top, I asked him what happened in this moment as he's watching the play. What happened? Let's hear what he has to say. So I release out of the backfield and then I look upfield and I almost immediately know like, oh, shoot. They're just in a good. They're in a good coverage. I'm kind of. I'm doubled up with the linebacker on me and a safety over top. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna throw it, but there's a chance. Like, there's a chance, obviously, because he he kept he did, he kept his eyes downfield. Like, usually you can tell from a quarterback's like body movement. Like, oh, he, like it looked like he honestly was still gonna throw it, and so I kept running. And then I seen the ball in the air, and uh, as soon as I saw the ball in the air, I saw him launch it. So I knew I had to make up ground. So I stopped looking at the ball and I just went for body. Because the DB was kind of getting under the ball to like fair catch it, and so I just put my eyes on him, and I knew that's where I had to get to by the time the ball made it to. So him. you knew it. You knew that DB was going to make a play on that ball, and so you're thinking, I just got to get to him. Yeah, I know. I know. There's no way I'm catching it, and I know the guy behind me. Like I've done research. Like I watch film. Like I study who's who I'm playing against. Like that kid's an athlete, so I knew he's probably going to make a play, and so I just. I just bolted and put my eyes downfield to try to get to the body instead of the ball. As as the ball gets to him, what are you looking at? Like as you're sort of running back and approaching him, are you looking to see what he's doing with the ball? Like how fast does it all happen? What are you even thinking as you're approaching him? Does it bounce off of him? Does he have it in his hands and you snatch it away? Like what happens? Because I, you know, I don't see a a good. This isn't. We, we didn't have NFL films coverage of this moment. What happens as that ball hits hits the DB? Um, I would say my main goal, like when I was running, just because it was so quick, is just to make initial contact with him. So like he gets stunned. Like mm-hmm. I wanted him to like you know when you take a hit, hard hit, you get shocked. I wanted to stun him and shock him, and then. When I happened, to, the ball happened to get in his hands right as I was shocking him, and so he kind of just froze up, and that's when I just slipped my arms in, in between his arms and pulled the ball out. Uh, you know, Pranav, I've never really had the chance to ask an athlete whose moment we're covering on the show. I've never had the chance to be able to ask that athlete what happened in this moment. So I kind of didn't know where to put it here in the show. I thought might as well start off the top of the show with it. So that's Kyler Ronquilla right there telling you what happened in the moment. It's. I think what's important to realize is this is a first down. Ball goes soaring over his head. So he just told you he's thinking, I got to go make a play. I got to break this up. I got to maybe bat it away. Because if he knocks the ball and it's just an incompletion, they get the ball back. They It's second down, and, 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 and Yelm High School still has the ball, and so they can keep going. So it's sort of amazing to think, because as you watch the play, and I, I presume none of you are watching the Yelm Eastside Catholic game in full, you've just seen the highlight. If you just see the highlight, and again, if you haven't seen it, it's on the Instagram, at First Ballot HOF. Uh, it sort of really makes you realize that this kid is just going to make a play to keep the game alive, not even necessarily thinking, I can catch this ball fascinating to go from I got to make a play to win this game to, oh my shit, I got to stop this from being game over to, oh my God, I'm in the moment again. I just made this plan. Now I got to go score. Fascinating. Pranav, for for you as a safety, as a DB, someone who's been in that spot with a ball, you know, floating towards him for the game winning interception. What did you see as you sort of watched that moment? Um, I think just watching it, I think what stands out the most to me is uh, Kyler actually looks like he's 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 cover- he's on coverage on a punt basically. Right. Like it, it right. looks like this. Like you never, as a safety, this is your dream, right? Right. There's no receiver. There's no right. receiver with that with the chance to actually make a play on the yes. ball. Yes. 
This is basically, oh, I'm fielding a punt. This is a free possession. Um, and like you said, this this happened bang, bang. There's no way he had the mentality like, oh, my intention is, oh, I'm going to strip this ball. Right. He doesn't even know when this ball is landing. He doesn't see right. it. Tyler is not looking at the ball, right? He's right. looking straight at the man. That's right. Um, so there's it, it, it's, it's incredible that that happened. I'm sure he just tried you know, yanking it out of there and it just ended up in his hands. Um, it's crazy. That's, that, that's incredible. It's crazy to think about how quickly he had to change his mind. And again, I want all of this to fall under the umbrella of this is a high school kid. And I don't mean to be an ageist or to dismiss young people, but everyone that's in college or younger, and even kids are just out of college. When you're young, you just don't know anything. And it's impossible to understand that until you get older and you look back at yourself as a high schooler and go, I didn't know anything, but you do. And I'm looking at Kyler in this play and going, He's thinking, because he is the man on this team. He was the man on this team. He's coming out of the backfield thinking, I got to make a play, and then instantly changes to, oh, my God, I have to get to this ball and just make any play to sort of stop this game from being over. And then having the 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 the, the alertness, the awareness to then make a play and catch the ball and take off for the touchdown. It is a crazy, crazy moment. And you're absolutely right. I love your ad there. He really is playing this like a gunner on punt coverage. He's just trying to get down the field into the play in any shape or form. Tell me about the switching your thoughts from I just got to get down there and make a play to then having the awareness to actually snatch that ball and get out. How difficult is what he did? Um, I think it's, 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 it's damn near impossible, which makes it, yeah. this is not something that you can ever plan for. This is right. not something that you can ever script. And it's right. like, you, you look at this, like more than 10 yards, probably up to 15 yards. He has, he's not looking at the ball at all. He's going straight. His eyes are straight deadlock. Okay, right. I see. I know the ball is going to this defender. Yes. And as a receiver, you never. That's not an experience you like ever have. At least, at least you usually have a chance to make a play on the ball, or it's right. like, oh, it's it's you know, there's you're not you're not t- 15 yards automatically knowing this is getting picked off. Um. So this is Amazing. obviously something you don't you don't prepare for. So it's not like something that I wouldn't say skill necessarily makes this like a setting point. I think this is just like oh, he reacted amazingly in in the moment and it's it's unreal i love i wanted you on to cover this because kyler ronquillo is filipino american filipino american stand up <laughs> let's go so pranav i wanted you on here because you are the creator of amazing hq uh you are asian american yourself i wanted you on to cover this but now i'm realizing as we're talking it really helps this show and this episode in particular that we actually have someone talking that played football and understands it in any shape or form because i do not i'm just making shit up here (laughs) i just have big monster opinions i appreciate everybody listening to it uh the first credential analytics let's look at the numbers people love stats pranav they love stats they love numbers i don't know why but they do so let's look at the stats behind this game kyler ronquillo 10 catches, 117 receiving yards, and then the one big touchdown, the game winner. Uh, they get this, and again, I, I watched the entire game. I watched an entire high school football game. Listen, I'm dedicated to do what I got to do for these episodes for this show to be good. I, they get this kid the ball everywhere. He's returning punts. He's returning kickoffs. They're flipping it to him. Sweeps, eye formation on the backfield, screens over the middle, Long balls, any any way they can get this kid the ball, they get it to him. Six carries, 60 yards. With the return yards, let's just call it an even 200 yards of total offense from this kid. 
three tackles, three deflections. Those defensive stats did come from his dad, who's the coach. So maybe they're a little bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to let that man talk for his son. And then and here's another stat. Five foot ten, 175 pounds, Kyler Ronquillo. He's a little guy. Like, he's not the biggest dude. You know, in he's super fit and like you know in shape and all that stuff. But uh, he's slight, like a little smaller than I would presume a dominant high school football player to be. Pranav, what are your opinions on those stats that you've heard? Yeah, I mean, I think one one side you got to add on to that too is like who they're playing. They're playing Eastside Catholic, and right. I don't know much about Washington football, but, yes. but that's one of the few schools I know. And they're you know they're always in the competition for state championship every single year. A great um, ad. This was. One. Here's another stat. One. This was Yelm's only state champion. Their own first and only state championship in football. Mm-hmm. They were 11 and one the year before. Devastating loss in the quarterfinals of the state tournament. This was a comeback season, and they did it. I don't know any. You sort of started this, Pranav. I don't know anything about anyone's high school football program, the least of all a high school all the way across the country. I did ask Kyler's dad about the history of the Yelm program. Let's listen to what he had to say. I have the football records from 1925 and on. And so somebody gave me records long ago. And um, no, Yelm's been crappy forever. <laughs> Since 1925, they've not been very good. They've, they've had a couple of runs from here and there, but like, I want to say the first time that we made the playoffs, like the state playoffs, not like the first round, but the state, it had been like since like 1987 or something like that, or 89. It had been like 30 years or something like that, some crazy number. And so when you look at the record books, it hasn't always been hot and yelling. It hasn't been it hasn't been great. And so it's never been like it is right now. Who was the favorite going in? Not the betting favorite. Which team? Who was the favorite to win this game? You guys are Eastside. Eastside Catholic, but everyone wanted us to win. Like, we were the underdogs everyone roots for, but in everyone's mind, they were like, oh, Eastside Catholic's just going to have another win. Got it. Everyone was, like, questioning, like, I don't think Young can do it. So Amazing. Yeah, Eastside Catholic has – I mean, realistically, they had the tougher schedule. They play in the, t- uh, the toughest league in the state in 3A, and uh, they had to go through some of the teams that, you know, that we had gone through or in years prior. And so they did have the tougher schedule. And they were also undefeated. So we both were undefeated. And uh, they had great players, great coaches, great fan base. I mean, they have all the tools. And so, and if you look at the state championship trophy, they've got their names on there a couple of times, and we don't. So everything was amazing from an outsider looking in. You're like, Yelm's had a hell of a run. Uh, but this could be it for him. Is there, a, is there somebody famous that went to Yelm? Is there a famous Yelm alumni? Or Kyler, do you have the potential to lay claim to being the most famous person to graduate from Yelm? Um, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe eventually, but we're gonna work on it. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna do what we can here. You might be able to look up Ramtha. Her name's Ramtha. She has like her own like religious-based temple here. So forget Ramtha. We're 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 pushing Kyler for the most uh, famous person ever, Yelm graduate. I think it's something to consider, Pranav. This kid being the biggest thing in Yelm. There's just something to small town USA. And I don't know anything about Yelm, but I'm just going to assume from the name Yelm that it's a small town. This kid could be the biggest thing that's ever happened to Yelm. Has anybody from Yelm ever gone viral or made this incredible play or brought Yelm their first state championship? No. 
Kyler Ronquillo could be the biggest thing that's ever happened to a town. That's something to consider. My question to you, Pranav, is how the hell did you know that Eastside Catholic was a good high school football program? Um, we actually had there was there was like a pipeline into my uh, the, play, the school I played at Chapman. A oh, lot of Eastside Catholic dudes played at our school, and I always used to hear like, oh, you know, like their whole start, a bunch of their starting lineup, they're all Division One players. Um, you know, they're the powerhouse, and there's a whole thing about what why this even is even more impactful is, is private versus public. You're always rooting for that I public did, school. I you know, didn't like, realize. Look at that. Yeah, it's like, you know, why did everyone root for Chino Hills back back right, when they were back right. when the balls were doing that? Because you've never seen in California specifically, right? A lot of these, you know, it's always the private schools are are, are dominating just because they they have the ability to recruit. That. And I think that seeing it, like you said, a small town, a school, you know, like this dude who's five foot ten, 175 pounds, probably playing against people. A lot bigger than that. Who are playing? Are going to be playing at a lot higher level, major conference next year. Yeah, is that's that's what makes that's what makes these kind of kind of moments special. I love that. You're I I didn't know that about private versus public, particularly out in California. That's a great ad. To your point, Eastside Catholic. This was their seventh appearance in the state title. Uh, the Crusaders took home the 3A state title in 2014, 2015, 2017, and 2018. So these guys were really good very, very recently. So uh, bringing Elm this title had to have been killer. Can you imagine the fucking big time, like full res 8K bullshit you'd be talking? If you won a town, their first state title, how fucking cocky and arrogant and obnoxious would you be, be Pranav, walking through the goddamn grocery store if you had won this state title? I'm sure like in a small town, everyone's going to know who he is now. Oh. So he's going to have that for the rest of his life. You know, rest in the small towns, you know, everyone's going to stay. They stay within the community, right? They're not allowed people move out a lot of times. So, you know, if it's like that, then he's going to be a legend for the next, you know, 25, 30 years. Oh, my you know, God. Forever. The, it's going to be a story they're going to tell forever. Um, every time that kid comes home, someone's going to tap him on the back and be like, you nailed Hey, there he is. You <laughs> nailed it. That game. Oh, what an amazing feeling. Like, I don't want to, like, romanticize high school football or, like, high school sports. Like, generally speaking, I, you know, I don't feel like people should stay in that moment. But I don't think Kyler Ronquillo is. I think he's going to go off and do great things. You know, he is Filipino American. He's super, super talented. Uh, I think he's going to go off, do great things, but then he'll also have this lovely warmth that he'll get from these people all the time. That's just amazing. I asked his dad, Jason, what it's been like in town since they won the title. Here's what he had to say. Coach, oh, yeah. tell me what it's like to be the coach that brings the first state championship to Yelm. That's it's fabulous, man. It's like it's still kind of surreal, actually, because like me and one of the coaches were at a bar recently at a restaurant bar and having dinner. I think I ordered a burger and fries and went to go pay and somebody had paid for me and they <laughs> yeah. told they literally they literally told the waitress. They go, that man should never have to buy another meal in this town again. They literally said that to the waitress. I love it. And I'm like, I'm like, I love that dude, whoever he was. I love that dude. <laughs> I want to. I want to eat next to that guy again. Where is he? It's <laughs> amazing, Kyler. Are you catching any of that around town? Are you getting? Are as you're walking into stores, are people coming over and high fiving you? Are they asking you for autographs, pictures, selfies? How's it going? How's the reception been since winning? I mean, after the game, there's a bunch of kids that want to photos with me, and then I would definitely say like the older crowd of people, like a bunch of older people know me, like maybe parents of of students. Like, I'll be at the gym, and every once in a while, someone will come up and be like, hey, you were the one that made that catch, God. right? 
And I'd be like, yeah. Like, even though it's probably like, a, like it was a long time ago, it was a month ago, I still got people coming up to me every once in a while congratulating me, just letting me know good job. Isn't that amazing? Like, if this is the high water mark of his life, maybe it's a little like sad or depressing. But for like, if you just look at this kid's life right now, to be going out and feeling that and getting that sort of adulation, that's just special. There's no chance in hell that doesn't add to this moment that this kid is going through this like whirlwind period. That must be so awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's unreal. And, and I think what he's talking about, you know, a lot of these adults too, I'm sure a lot of them, you know, former Yelm students themselves 20, 30 years back where, you know, they weren't, they were probably, a, you know, had no football legacy at all. Yes. They were waiting for this moment, probably never thought this moment could ever happen. Right? Yes. So I think that those are the people that this means the most to probably. The next credential is the eye test. Pranav, as you watch this play, as a former football player yourself, what did you see? What did you see that added to this moment's greatness that might put this in the first Bell Hall of Fame? I think it's part of it is like how long this ball just sits in the air. Like, yes. you know, it's it's obviously, you know, just the, you can see the DB is just waiting for the ball. Yeah, it's like, like, a like we said, it's like a punt, right? So yeah. it's all about that anticipation. You know, you know, like even watching this video, like just being a video on social media, something's going to happen, right? Something's going to. Right. There's a reason it's viral right. before you watch it. Right. Um. So you just wait for that, and then it's like, oh, what? What? This is not like it. Almost turns into like this. This doesn't look like a football play at all. Like, this is this is something that is like, you know, this is a supernatural type of type of experience right here. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what's going through my head. And then you know, it goes from one moment. It's like, what is this quarterback thinking? To like, oh, okay, this he snatched the ball out of his hand. Oh, he's in the is in the end zone. Oh, what does this God. mean? The, they're going to win their <laughs> yes. first state championship. You really have all the implications. <laughs> and then okay. Wow, this is this this is this is it flipped their ship completely in, in the totally half a second. It's it's really fun to rewatch the plays. And again, I went online, I found all the best angles and put them into a singular video for uh uh Instagram so you can watch it there. It's really great to watch to, to watch the play and and, and and appreciate the moment, appreciate the athleticism, and then to go back and watch all of the people in the background and all the different participants. The DB Tyson Weaver, who God bless it, that kid must think about this play every single day. That ball really gets snatched away from him. He falls never gets up. He does not move. He watches that touchdown from his stomach. The sideline erupts. A player for Eastside Catholic goes sprinting down the sideline because he believes they've won the game. I'd kill to see the footage of him finding out. And then there's a kid who's like celebrating and he stops dead in his tracks because he does see what Kyler pulls off. It's really crazy. Uh, and then the last thing for me, number 13 is the DB. I don't know if he's a DB, but he's a, certainly a defender for Eastside Catholic. He's running towards the play. He's like almost, you know, step for step with Kyler for a beat. And he's just behind Kyler in the play. And as the ball hits Weaver's hands, arms, body, he just presumes the game's over. He throws his hands up. And then as Kyler disappears with the ball, 13 is like, almost like shrugging, like what happened? Like, it's crazy to watch him go from, I need to, oh my God, we can win this game. I can go make this play to absolutely stunned and almost looking like he's presuming a referee is going to step in and be like, no, you can't do that. It's like, it looks like someone cheated during this play. It's really crazy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now and you can see like, 
he he puts his hands up immediately yes. and then and then he's just like oh wait hold up what yeah looks around because it's, it, it's a state of shock because you never see something like this happen right for sure it's befuddling like everyone is really like crazy like what the hell just happened i asked kyler and his dad i you know i love it one of the one of the credentials we do here on the show is you mad rob play my camera on clip for kicks thank you very much i love it when someone's mad about a play so i asked kyler and his dad was anybody really been out of shape like did anybody not want to shake hands and they were both gentlemen about it and they were like no everybody was cool uh I asked if they spotted the sort of the premature celebrations on rewatching the game tape. Here's what they had to say. Yeah, there's a couple of camera angles where you actually hear the East Side coaches celebrating oh. as well. They're like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the sounds of the stadium was insane. It flipped so quick. I bet. It was so loud. It really it turned rocking. into like sort of like a disbelief rather than even almost a cheer. It was sort of like, what the hell just happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of weird because one side of the field is going nuts when they see the inception. Then there's a brief half a second quiet, and then our side of the stadium goes nuts. Ugh. So it's like it doesn't like just transfer right. over. There's a brief a moment of silence, <laughs> and then it, it kind of goes over to our Amazing. side. Uh, Pranav, the next credential is the ear test. What did you hear when watching this play? I'm going to play the call from, again, I don't, there's two high school guys, two high school announcers calling a high school game. Let's listen to the call together. Let's, let's talk about it. Mayalona looking to throw, looking to throw, looking to throw. Absolutely. Oh, oh, intercepted. Oh, he oh, my God. Oh, he smoked. That's unbelievable. Oh, oh, Quilla. Woo! He stole it from Weaver. Are you kidding me? Kyler Rod Quillo, you are a magician. What did we just see? Weaver had it. Rock Willis stole it from him and took it to the house. Tyson Weaver with the, here's the interception. Look at the replay here. The throw is clearly right to Weaver. And Ron Quillo just takes it oh away and gone. What are your thoughts on that call, Pranav? You know, when I hear that, I think of, I think of two things. Um, it reminds me in the way that the emotions change dramatically yes, yes. within split seconds. It reminds me of two things. Um, the play, the Stanford versus Cal, yes. Cal game, where it's obviously like, oh, this play is about to be dead. You right. know, they're, about, they're about to call call the game and then they see the ball loose. They start yelling. Right. You know, band comes on the field. Everything is just anarchy. You don't, you've never seen anything like this. Um, yeah, like funny. Like I was actually like getting one of my videos transferred and I, I got to the person who was transferring was actually someone who played in that game. Back oh, way back in the day, and I was just talking to him about that. But the, the second play is like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I think it was, you know, this incredible high school comeback in Texas. I think yes. back in the day, Plano, Plano West, East, Plano, Plano East, East. Yeah, that's right. And then it's like you know the announcers are, are are calling this like how it's like oh you know like what one of the greatest comebacks in yes. you know in history to kick off the ball. And then the, and then it turns the emotions. On a dime. That's right. Like, oh, man, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this case, it might be the the dynamics are changed though because you know the Plano East team made a comeback. This is you know it's like oh right. wow, what a comeback story. Um, I think in this sense, it's like you know probably a lot of the the community is rooting against East High Catholic just for those reasons that yeah. they're the dominant yes. force. You're always rooting for underdog. So in this case, it's a lot more excitement once this thing, once this happened. 
Um, so I think those are those are just off the top of my head. Those are the two two moves that come up in my head. I love that these guys are raw. I love that you hear real emotion from them. We got a good holy smokes. <laughs> the announcer yelled holy smokes in the middle of that call. I just love that it's real. I love that they didn't you know need or try to maintain like some sort of like you know detached. Uh, view of this moment they just enjoyed it it really is sort of overtook the stadium the players the coaches and of course even the announcers i really appreciate that about this about this moment uh, the other thing that i heard and again i'm sort of really diving deep into this this game i found audio of the ca- you know the cameras are running up the sidelines to sort of keep pace with kyler one of the cameras from i think you know king five or k5 i don't know whatever news channels in seattle the camera follows ronquillo up the sidelines and then gets his audio right after this moment let's listen to what kyler had to say i'm him it's me i do this put some respect on my name i'm him he's me i do this put some respect on my name all very heavily young like uh you know internet speak i cannot believe this kid did not swear can you imagine making this play, being a good high school football player, making this play, t- destroying the other team, bringing my town my, the first state championship ever? Can you imagine this moment happening and not swearing? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're in a moment like this, is obviously you, you can tell he probably had he probably had no idea what he was saying at that moment. It's all just emotions <laughs> coming out. You know, what are the what are the shortest phrases in your mind yeah. that can just come out of your mouth and have no probably no connection to the next phrase? <laughs> that's that's all that's especially when you hear these things over and over on the internet, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's the top thing in your mind. And I, I know that feeling where you just spit out gibberish and you're like, hold up, what did, what did I say? <laughs> I'm sure there are young people who say things like I'm him or he's he it's him or whatever, however the hell that phrase worked that must fucking love this even more because he was able to keep his wits, keep his cool and say something like hip and young in that moment. I, I couldn't believe he pulled it off. I asked him about not swearing in that moment. Let's listen. Uh, Kyler, as you score the touchdown, I watched a bunch of clips and I saw on one of the replays or on one of the, the compilations of highlights, uh, you yelled, I'm him, he's me, I do this, put some respect on my name. How did you not swear? Did you swear? Do you swear? Do you curse? How did you not curse? <laughs> no, I, I actually kind of have a little bad potty mouth. So, but when I saw the King Five, it was the news channel in front yeah. of me was King Five, and like my parents would put them on every night, and so I don't want to, I don't want them to see anything bad. I don't want them to see anything bad. That's lovely. This is a good kid, Kyler Onquillo. He doesn't. He his parents watch King Five, so he doesn't want to say anything nasty on that channel. This kid is the kid's a good kid. I really like Kyler Onquillo. Yeah, you can tell he got ultimate awareness. First of all, awareness yes. to get that interception, then yes. awareness to not to know yes. what specific camera was in front of him, yes. knowing that there, that is you know that is what his parents watch. He's great. I'm so excited. I can't explain to you how much I enjoy the fact that this kid is Filipino American. You said early on that you don't know a lot of Indian, a lot of Indian Americans that play football. I didn't know, uh, quite honestly, I didn't really know until I started following Amazing HQ how many Filipinos are playing football at a high level. Kyle Ronquillo, obviously, to me, play of the year in high school football. 
Uh, but all the other guys in the league, I can't believe Josh Jacobs, Cam Bynum, all those Filipino Americans. I didn't know that Filipinos were killing it in football of all sports. We're coming on heavy and fast. And this tide is going to turn quickly. Like, you know, I think about a country like the Philippines that loves basketball and has loved basketball for forever. We are coming on. Jordan Clarkson is just the, the the beginning of this. I feel like Kai Soto is someone that I'll always think of as like the first guy through the wall. And now that that guy has come through the wall, now that he's busted that hole open, I feel like Filipinos are coming into the NBA sooner rather than later. And it's really thrilling to see a guy like Jordan Clarkson not just be good, but to be fucking cool. I really appreciate Jordan Clarkson. There's a reason I say I'm the podcast Jordan Clarkson. At first, I'm half Filipino, just like he's half Filipino. And also, he's fucking cool. I'm not cool, but goddamn, it would be awesome to be cool, and I appreciate that from Jordan Clarkson. Thank you so much. You know, as of this recording, the NFL leader in rushing yards, Josh Jacobs, Filipino-American, the number four goal scored, number four in goals scored in the National Hockey League. Jason Robertson, I learned that from Amazing HQ, Filipino American. No clue who that is at the time, and no disrespect to Jason, I just didn't know. I'm not a hockey guy, but there's a Filipino American killing it in hockey. Let's go! I know. I mean, neither. I'm not a. I'm not a big hockey guy either. But seeing this type of representation, it makes it's me amazing. Like, can now have a reason to watch this. Totally, a hundred percent. Carlo Beato wins 10 racks straight to come back and win the 2021 U.S. Open in pool. That's billiards. Hildilyn Diaz wins the gold medal and wins weightlifting. Filipino-American, let's go. First, first ever pa- gold medal. It's amazing. Manny Pacquiao, of course, the only eight-weight class world champion in boxing history. Fuck his politics. I mean, fuck his politics, but whatever. Efren Reyes, the greatest pool player of all time, and now Kyler Ronquillo, the best play in high school football this season, and I say potentially for a long goddamn time. Uh, it's just amazing. Rob, my editor, Rob, play the Filipino National Anthem under this. Make this segment like fucking hardcore. Let me walk through some Filipino-American athletes who I didn't know, again, like where I'm prepping this episode to talk with you, Pranav, and I'm looking through other Filipino-American athletes. I had no idea most of these dudes are Filipino-American. Benny Agbayani. Travis and Chase Darno, Tim Lincecum, Kyle Loesch, Addison Russell, Jalen Green, of course, Doug Baldwin, I didn't know, Teddy Bruschi, Cam Bynum, of course, Steve Slayton, former running back, didn't know that. Of course, there's David Bautista, we got fucking Drax, and then the Hers, the Sweeties, the Bruno Mars, Olivia Rodrigo, Joe, Joe Coy, Vanessa Hudgens, Darren Chris, my guy Lou Diamond Phillips, let's go! Filipino Americans, that's fantastic. Your thoughts on all the Filipino Americans killing it for now? I think I think one one there's one specifically that we can't leave out. Who? Um, do you know who Roman Gabriel is? No. He's um, he played played in the 70s. He's the only Asian American to ever be an NFL MVP. Um, and his dad is Filipino. Uh, his is dad this true? Yeah, and no, a lot of people don't know about his story till now, but back in the day, he was called, you know, I think his nickname was the Great Big Filipino, something like that. Um, but he's, you know, he's like someone who's really a forgotten trailblazer. Oh and, my you know, God, I had MVP, no idea. I had, I'm embarrassed. He was the MVP of the NFL. Yeah. And I've, I've, I don't know him. <laughs> Roman Gabriel. Now I sort of wonder how many NFL MVPs I've never heard of. <laughs> that's just another thing too 
Uh, that's amazing. Roman Gabriel, the trailblazer. Thank you, Roman Gabriel. What's his nickname again? Do you remember? The Great Big Filipino. Oh, what a fucking kick-ass nickname. Holy <laughs> shit, man. That's amazing. I used to think of myself as the biggest Filipino. I'm like 6'3", yeah. two, you know, you know, I don't, 225. I'm, I'm not really 225 anymore. But let's say I'm 6'3", now. Let's just go with that. Quick, get, on my, get off my ass, Pranav, about my weight. It's not your business, Pranav, how much I weigh. Let's just presume I'm 225 still. I mean, this is like the Inquisition all of a sudden. <laughs> all over me about my weight let's just assume i'm 6'3 225 i used to think i was the biggest filipino dude on the planet uh, uh, roman gabriel what a, what a legend i'm gonna look this guy up as soon as we get off that's fantastic I, i'm so excited you know i i worked with lily singh a bit uh she taught me something really important that i wanted to sort of share with you and get your opinion on it's she taught me it's not enough to just say i support this person or or i support my people you got to show up when it counts. You got to watch. You got to tweet. You got to post about it. You got to tell other people to watch. Lily was absolutely right. Asians, Asian Americans are oftentimes, they're brought up to blend in. You put your head down. You do the work. But enough of that. We got to put on for each other. We got to show up when it counts. When they're playing, we got to remember these people. We got to talk about them. That's what you're doing, Pranav. You're putting us all on, and I appreciate you. Tell me about Amazing HQ. Tell me more about it. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate appreciate those kind words, but yeah, I mean, I I started this, you know, when I was, you know, just out of out of my passion for for the community and realizing we have a huge gaping hole in a lot of this coverage, right? Because I realized that, you know, there were so many of these stories. Like as I progressed, like only after basically my my football career ended, I realized like, oh wow, there were so many of these stories that if I had known mm-hmm. before, how much of a how much of a difference would that have right. had on my life? Totally. And that's like that's all this is about. That's what makes a huge difference. Um, and hearing like all the stories of the people that you know make it to you know maybe not the pinnacle of the sport, but you know everyone who makes it you know to very high levels in very unprecedented ways that yeah. you know are lo- such relatable stories. That's kind of why I, why I pursue this, and also to like show that you know there. are if I was a 16-year-old Indian American dude, there's also so many other 16-year-old Indian yes. American dudes doing the same thing. Because yes. my biggest insecurity growing up was, wow, right. just, I'm the only person right. doing this. And that was yeah. so isolated. I really appreciate you saying that. You know, honestly, I'm a little embarrassed now that I've reacted this way, but I'm not going to edit it out because I'm real. I'm authentic. No, but the truth is, is like you're – you're. when I read that you played football, I was like, oh, shit, I – Fuck, I don't know any uh, Indian Americans that play football. We're talking about Filipino Americans succeeding in football. I'm like, shit, I don't know any Filipino Americans that play football. Mm-hmm. I don't even know many Filipino Americans that watch football. And so I'm saying all these things authentically because that is the way I feel. But the truth is, is of course there are these people that are doing these things and have achieved this sort of success, but we never hear about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, when I started following Amazing HQ, that's when it all sort of started to change is you start watching these things and it no longer feels like this, like crazy freak, like, oh, amazing. Jeremy Lin, did you see Jeremy? Lin? It's no longer this like isolated thing. I'm starting to realize how much all of these people are actually accomplishing the Jason Robertsons of the world. I didn't know who that guy was until I started following Amazing HQ. And now I look at it and go, yes, of course he's doing that. Why couldn't he do that? Why couldn't he accomplish that? And it just sort of buoys you as an Asian American, Asian person. It buoys you a little bit to see all of these people doing things. You're right. It's crazy to think about 
if we if either of us had known about these things when we were little maybe it makes us believe shit i can do this and then maybe i do ever go outside and practice basketball uh, the truth is i just floated by on the natural god-given talent i had to be a really really good basketball player but i never really worked hard and i'm not going to say it's because i didn't think I could do it as a Filipino American, but I, you know, you didn't, I didn't think I could do it. That is the truth. And if you see people, if you know about these people that are doing these things, maybe it changes your brain. Maybe you start going at it a little bit harder, a little bit longer, you know, a couple extra days and, and who knows what it turns into. It's just, I don't know. I think what you're doing is important. I appreciate that you're doing it. So thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's all, all, all coming from passion at the end of the day. It's every, literally every day. I always think of when I, when I wake up in the morning, like what, what would, what, what can I do today that would have had an impact when I was growing up as a kid in, in terms of how can I produce the content and tell the stories of that, that would have like inspired me. Uh, so that's, that's, that's my, my mentality every single day. Amazing. Let's keep moving forward. The next credential is our press conference. Any great quotes from this? Kyler told a Seattle newspaper, I can't remember which one, it told him that he weight roomed the kid. He told him that he weight roomed the DB. That's a great question. I asked Kyler about that quote. Here's what he had to say. It doesn't really show in the clip because of how fast it is, but I, we both had our hands on it at the same time. And so at one point it did come down to who was stronger, who could pull the ball out. That's wild to think about that he noticed that there were four hands on that ball. And it really does, as you watch this play, it really does feel like it comes down to who wants it more. And I know that's a phrase that gets tossed around in sports a lot. But when you, particularly on this play, state championship game from a school that's won a bunch of state titles before and the underdogs who have not. This kid had his hands on the ball. The defender had his hands on the ball, and Kyler just took it. He wanted it more. He weight roomed him. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you look about it, it, it actually is a lot more bang bang than I thought in terms of how how soon he gets his hands on the ball after yes. the, the DB gets his hands on the ball. And if you think about it, if he wasn't just going straight for the DB, if he was looking for the ball, even like right. five yard, ten yards, or like because he was running fifteen yards straight, if, he, if it was like even ten yards earlier, um, it would have it would have made a huge difference. But but yeah, I'm seeing it, and it's like he he probably has his eyes on. Okay, his his hands are like this for literally probably two seconds. Yes, he knows exactly where the ball is going to be. Just lock your eyes on that target, and you see like when he catches it, um, he's kind of in the air, so he doesn't really have that type of you know, leverage right. in terms of he doesn't have that stabilizing force on right. the ground. So, you know, Kyler can, you know, like like you said, weight room, weight, weight room him in that sense and kind of uh, make the play on the ball. But, but yeah, a great, a great post game quote, weight roomed him. I just think this Kyler kid, he's just got it. He's got it. He's got the chops. This kid, here's another press conference. Another great quote before the state title game, young coach, Jason Ronquillo tweeted a photo from 2013 where he sat in the Tacoma Dome with a young Kyler. That day, Kyler told his dad he'd play in the state championship game one time. I read this. I saw this headline, and I was like, this is absolute bullshit. This is not real. This is phony. I asked Jason and Kyler about this article. But honest to God, so my first year in Yelm, my athletic director at the time, his name was Thad Nelson. He always worked in Tacoma, Tacoma Dome championship games. And, it's, you know, my first year, he's like, hey, come to the championship games and uh, we'll, we'll get you on the floor. Yeah. 
And so I brought Kyler with me. It was just, I think it was just me and you, wasn't it? Yeah. And me, me and him went down onto the floor. He's just a young buck. And uh, he literally says that. He's like, Dad, I want to play in this championship game one day. And I'm like, you will. You keep working hard. You know, I, I give him the dad talk. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like nine years old. You keep working hard, son. Yeah, I guarantee you. <laughs> just, it's, it's just crazy to think about a father and a son having this moment going through this earlier and then it actually happening blessings to those two an amazing moment for the Ronquillo family that's another thing that makes this interesting and different from the others is this isn't just a singular athlete it's a this is a family affair that really makes it special the next credentials are test of time this is when we compare this moment against other moments like it in history that might be similar I don't know anything about famous high school plays the one I do know you've already brought up or not John Tyler Plano East just an amazing, if you've not seen that, go to YouTube. My God in heaven. That is an amazing, I don't think any high school football play beats that. But I don't know if there's a better play from this year in high school football. Max Preps, the big giant high school football property, Max Preps, did a plays of the year compilation. And this play from Kyler Ronquillo, Max Preps put at, Number two, <laughs> number What's two, number I, that's what I said. Pranav, I go and watch the video. I literally scrolled to number one thinking it's got to be. I just want to confirm this for my episode. Kyler's got to be the number one play. And I'm seeing these dudes that aren't from Yelm or from Eastside Catholic. I'm like, what is going on? And I see the play. It's like a hook and ladder. to some, And he scores a touchdown, and it's a great play. No disrespect to whoever the hell that was. But it ain't this play. And number two, Max Preps, number two, good God almighty. I asked the Ronquillos about this. Here's what they had to say. Number two, Max <laughs> Preps, have you lost your mind? You think there's a better high school football moment than this? That's insanity. Did you see the, the thing they had as number one, Kyler? Did you see the play they have as number one? Yeah, my only problem with it is, like, I've seen plays like that of course before. you have right like, i've seen it happen before yeah. like i feel like i've never totally. seen it in mine yeah never they, it's it's insanity max preps good <laughs> yeah. god almighty what do you have to say to max preps get fired up here kyler <laughs> you're too respectful your dad's done a great job of raising you i want to be a negative influence on your life what do you have to say to the max prep people who put you at number two give I, I it to them i think it's definitely a little bit of bullshit <laughs> definitely a little bit <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of hook and ladder plays, like whether it's on the Hail Mary, whether it's in the NFL, like at all stages. You heard it, Max Preps. It's bullshit. Pranav, have you ever seen a DB get the ball stolen away by a wide receiver who takes it to the house in such a big moment? Have you ever seen that play before? You've seen, you've seen, you've seen things like that happen, but not in the specific way it happened. Um, you don't see it. Like you see like kind of those things where it's like, oh, they end up, you know, turning around. Right. Like, or they like they both make a play on the ball and the receiver right. ends up with it and right, it's like, wow, right, what right. a play. Right. Or he catches it behind his back, right? Right. right. And sticks it on him. You've seen those, those are obviously incredible plays. But like like you said, what sets this apart is like this is like it's not football this play, right? This is something else. It's not something we've ever seen. And I think that's like what makes it special. Whether it's like whether it's talent that results that's that's a result of it, or skill, whatever it might be. This is like something that it, when it comes to best plays, it's like, what have you not seen? What is like something that's going to create that shock factor? 
obviously a hook and ladder is going to do that, but it's like, okay, there's, there's been others. Uh, so I think that's what sets us apart for sure. I, I, I really like that. You're right. It, it, it is kind of this, it's like almost not football in that moment. It's like this combination, this like intersection between athleticism and skill and just raw desire. It's, it's, it was an interception and then it became a touchdown catch. It's just wild. I really can't think of another play like this. There's the, I'll stack this up against any high school football play with the exception of whoever the hell returned that kick from, from that John Tyler playing a week's game. Amazing. But otherwise this is, I've never seen anything like this in this sort of moment in this sort of way. It's really feels unique. And uh, it just, I don't know that individual sort of feeling of this moment. I don't know. Max preps. Listen, g- give me a ring. Explain yourselves for God's sakes. The next credential burning questions. These questions are burning a hole in my pocket and Pranav, the answers to them might end up helping put this moment in the hall or keep it out. How much of this play was luck Pranav? Oh, um, I mean, I would say I, just by by default, but by, by based on the play went a lot, a lot of it has to be luck. Mm. Um, it's all about, it's all about the timing. In, in this case, a lot of the timing you just can't predict. Yes, there are so many other other factors, right? Like, like I said, he had the the knowledge, knowing that okay, I'm there's no way I'm making a receiver play on this ball. I'm not going to look at the ball. I'm going straight, using my full speed, taking a straight line to to the defender, not to the ball. Obviously, that's like a, that's a lot of oh, I know situations. I've been through things like this. That's not that's not luck. He picks this ball, and the game and state championship is goes to the game is over, and these and the championship goes to Eastside Catholic. That's wild to think about. Uh, truly, that kid just puts his hands on the ball and lands on his ass, and this this game is over. State championship to Eastside Catholic. It's amazing. I did ask the Ronquillos how much of this play was luck. Here's what they had to say. Well, I think the biggest luck factor is. The timing was perfect. Like, you, 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 and hold on, I'm stopping this clip for a second. You nailed it, uh, Pranav. You're right. The timing is a big part yeah. of it. Let's let Kyler finish. The timing was perfect. Like, the amount of yards I was covering between the ball being in the, in the air and then me hitting the guy was like perfect. Like, it could not have been any better. But otherwise, like, luck wise, I honestly was, I had full consciousness during the play. Like, I knew that he was going to catch the ball and. I, I told myself, like, okay, I knew, I'm going to rip the ball from his hands, and if I don't, we lose pretty much because I knew he was going to catch it. So There was nothing lucky for him about it, honestly. For him, like, he did exactly what you have trained athletes to do, and he's trained his body to do that, just play through the whistle, keep going, keep going. So just to reiterate, like, the luck was all mine. <laughs> lucky to have him as a son. Lucky that he was one of my seniors. Matter of fact, we're all lucky. Amazing. Jason Ronquillo, good guy. Good guy. I like that guy. Coach, uh, it is fascinating to think about, like, all of the shit that you must say as a high school coach to a, a group of kids and say stuff like, hey, you got to keep, you know, go through the play. Like, don't stop until you hear the whistle and blah, blah. Like, all those, like, trite things that you have to say actually mattering in a moment like this, it really is fascinating to think about. Obviously, there's a, a tinge of luck here, but I can't get over the fact that desire made this kid get to that that dude that ball is way over his head like he'd have every reason to just throw up his hands and go why did you throw that ball dude you screwed up quarterback why did you throw that pass i was triple covered 
but he didn't. He went, I got to get there and try to make a play. And then as that ball came and made itself available to him, he just fucking took it. He just took the goddamn ball. I don't know. I don't think there's enough luck here for this to uh, to to sway me. Let's keep going. Let's see how how this ends up working out in the in the end here. I love yes, to, I love to add, add just one thing on that. Please, from, a, please. from the perspective of like you said, I mean, I know you said his stats before, and he was playing on the defensive side as well. So I'm sure he's also a DB. Right. Yes. He um, is. Just from a DB perspective, um, this is a play that very much mirrors. That obviously, he's technically playing DB in this in this play, mm-hmm. right? Um, from the from the right. play goes right um he like when you're beat and let's say the receiver beat him on this play right because mm-hmm. he has what 10 yards on mm-hmm. him you never look back you always the, the thing is first how do you get to your hip how do you get to the the receiver's hip then you look at you know how his hands and how you wait for his eyes to open up that's like the biggest thing you you saw as a db once right. you're once the eyes go big that's when the ball is coming into your hands right so like you know i'm sure you, you've heard it in the nfl and stuff like receivers and these fade balls are taught to never put their put their arms out until the last moment right so you're not so you can fool the the db who's not looking back at the ball and then be able to make that catch so he had 15 yards to look straight at this at the kid yeah 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 the kid know exactly when the ball is coming and i'm sure a lot of those are taught from you know whether it's his dad was a db coach whoever right um, on the throughout his experience and it just becomes muscle memory at that point that's really fascinating oh i have a bunch of follow-ups here that is fascinating to think about the fact that because this kid has played the defensive side of the ball, because this kid's been a defensive back, he's learned these things that he used in this moment to make this play. That's fascinating. Two, you mentioned getting to his hip. Explain that. I'm I'm just opening up my hand here. I do not know this stuff about football. It's fascinating to hear and learn, though. You said he gets want you want to get to the hip. Why? So you once you get to the, it's basically so you can make you can make contact with the receiver so you know his positioning and God. that's when you turn. Obviously, right. it was at this point where it's like he was not going to be able to get it to his hip right, right. before before right, the ball right, lands. Right. So then the act is okay. Now I have to read his. I read his arms right. and I'm reading his hands, reading his eyes, any type of any type of uh, instant notification that's going to be like okay, the ball is coming at this specific Got point. It. This is where it's landing. Right. Right. That's interesting. Boy, I really paid to have you on the show. I, I just wanted to have you on because Kyler's Filipino American. Kyler's Asian. You are you and your your site, Asian Amazing HQ, is the 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 spot for Asian American athletics. But I, I had no idea how much you'd actually add to the show. And I really appreciate it. You're killing it, Pranav. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. The next credential is our X Factor. Everybody knows what an X Factor is. What's the X factor of this play and moment, Pranav? Questions to you. I think, um, I mean, if I were to say it might be a cheesy answer, but I think it comes to the preparation for the moment, how he envisioned, you know, being the state title, I'm sure, you know, being with his, being with his dad and knowing the yes. the preparation for years that had yes. to go into this, Ugh. knowing the history of their school and yes. how much this meant to him. Yeah. So from that perspective, I'd say that, but yeah. like, you know, from a literal more, you know, uh, like a more real perspective, I'd say it was, okay, he noticed right when the ball was thrown, okay, this is what I have to do. It wasn't as the ball was this dropping fantastic. that he, that he realized. I, I love this. Was, this, this is fantastic. I completely agree with you. To me, I had that the father son aspect of this thing. Like, imagine accomplishing the greatest moment in your life, and then also doing it with your dad. Like your dad's there with you. I, it's just crazy. And I, you know, my dad again. 
uh, an immigrant. I'm an Im- very much an immigrant son. I look up to my father and what he built in this country and for himself and for his family, his entire family. I really respect the guy. He and I have never like had a great moment together. I mean, my dad would have made a great dictator of a small country. He's like five, six. He's always got his hands behind his back. He's constantly judging everything. He great guy. He put me through college. All the respect in the world. But he and I have never like worked on something together and then achieved like some great accomplishment. We don't have that. I can't imagine having a great moment as a kid and then also it being in part because of the work of my father as well. It's just just wild. Amazing. I asked Jason, was this moment bigger to him as a coach or a father? Here's what he said. I would say this particular moment in my life as a dad, as a dad, um, because winning a state title is something you always aspire to, and you never know. We might get another one. But I'll never get another moment like that. Never. As a matter of fact, all of his high school football is over. And all of those are just memories at this point. And they've been fantastic, but you just never get those again. And so you, you know, with, with state titles, obviously, they're super rare. You know, Yelm has been 1925. They haven't won one yet. This is the first one. Um, and we may never win them another one again. But one thing's for sure is I'll never be able to coach Kyler again. That's what we know. And so it's nothing surpasses that. Pranav, I see the clock is winding down on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. Pranav, do you know More Important? I do not. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Then let's get into it. Are you ready for More Important? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Pranav, Asian Americans are accomplishing great things in the world of sports. It's very exciting. However... In this heightened environment of racial awareness, in this country, the United States, which has is splitting right down the middle and has a number of people that don't appreciate that might even look at the work and the work that you're doing of featuring Asian and Asian American athletes, they might see that as racist. What do you have to say to those people? Yeah, I mean, I would say... Oh, I'm so sorry, Pranav. We don't have time for that. It's time for something more important. Pranav, here we go. The music's playing. There's a timer counting down. So this is what happens every time you get this Every segment. time. Every single time. I love it when people don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Pranav, I'm about to ask you more questions that are way more important than that bullshit that I just asked you about. And okay. your answers to these questions will define who you are as a person on this planet. Are you ready for more important? Here we go. Yes, I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. Pranav, what is your favorite snack in the snack chip space? Holy shit. Oh, there's things called... There's this, Okay, how is this more important? But, <laughs> but there, there are these things called turtle chips. Turtle chips. You know turtle chips? Of course I do. Yes. Those are, especially the churro, the churro flavor. <laughs> That's probably great. one of my all-time favorites. Oh, snacks. what a great answer. You're killing it so far. <laughs> Pranav, name a song you believe should never be played on the radio again. Here we go. Oh. Um, I think every single TikTok song. Yeah, oh, my God. now it's, like, oh overplayed. It's crazy. And, and I just can't get it out of my head and say, like, I need to stop hearing these things. It's so wild because, like, when I was growing up, it didn't matter what kids wanted. Like every commercial was like for the parents. 
And now to think about how kids on TikTok dominate what music does well, that is world flipping. It's so insane. It's a great answer. Pranav, next question. Name one professional bowler. Oh, there's that, uh, that, <laughs> that dude with a legendary phrase, right? Yes. What's his name? Did, didn't he just pass away? No, no. He's oh, oh, well. Oh, something. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I forget his name, but uh, uh, you stumped me on that one. <laughs> His name, what does he say? What did he say? He said, do you, who do you think you are? I am that thing, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's name, the great Pete Weber. Yes. Pete okay. Weber still very much alive. He's 60 years old. He's not even that old. Pranav thought you were dead, Pete Weber. Here we go. <laughs> the next question. What's your favorite Asian American athlete of all time or Asian athlete of all time? Favorite Asian athlete of all time? Yeah, of all time, I think. Biggest look, professional athlete is Jeremy Lin, obviously for obvious reasons, being the one of my biggest inspirations. Having a very similar upbringing to me, right? I grew up in Bay Area, he grew up in Bay Yes. But the one that you probably know, very few people know about, that was my biggest overall inspiration growing up, is this guy named Bruin Rom. He's a walk-on, walk-on basketball player. Maryland. University of Maryland. Yes. Wow. No, no, okay. no. I only, I, in fairness, I looked him up because I saw you talk about him before. So I looked him up and I remember that he played yeah. for Maryland. And he's, he's got one of the most inspirational stories ever, but those are the types of stories that like really had an impact on my life. Like, if, fucking end this podcast and everybody go look up Varun Ram and go to Amazing <laughs> HQ and follow them and go listen to him talk about Varun Ram. I, I love the, these are great answers. You're really killing it. Um, here's the next question. Favorite Asian entertainer of all time. Ooh. And it can be an athlete. You can say an athlete is an entertainer. Okay. But in general, who's your favorite Asian entertainer of all time? This is opening up the scope here. Where's he going to go? We don't know. More important. Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, I would stick I would stick with sports. And I would say I would go Jeremy Lin again. All right. But just to. All right. Yeah. Like, I, from an honest perspective, just because that's what that one, that's what we're most to We're holding on to the Jeremy Lin moment <laughs> as a show until Jeremy Lin comes on. Jeremy Lin, exactly. we're going to talk. We're fucking talking. We're going to cover this moment, your your moment, and uh, decide whether it goes in the first battle hall of fame. Last question, Pranav Ayer. Here we go. More important, guitarist playing. The timer's ticking down. You got to go fast. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Well, like I said, as a, as a Tom Brady fan. I got I got to stay true to the Bucks. Wow. They're probably am I, that that might be a really terrible take in about like five hours from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. yeah, this episode comes out after the Monday night game. <laughs> well, hey, listen, everybody, you're gonna know whether Pranav uh, nailed it and is uh, on the money here, or you're gonna think he's an idiot uh, right away as soon as you listen to this episode. Uh, fantastic. Uh, that's the end. That's it. The music just stopped. Uh, Pranav, that was more important. You were fantastic on it. Thank you so much for doing it. The next credential is the voting committee. That's when the family of the podcast comes on to weigh in on this moment. Give an extra vote here, whether this moment should or should not make the first Bell Hall of Fame. Today's voting committee participant, Kyler Ronquillo, the guy that made the play. Let's see what Kyler had to say. <laughs> How dare you, Pranav? He, this guy is completely... Uh, 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 he's a sportsman and he understands this play better than the rest of us. Right. Here's what he had to say. I think it belongs just because like not even the fact that the play was like unbelievable and like so unique. It's the fact that like the story behind it is crazy. Like obviously me and my dad, like what are the odds? And then just the community, like it's hard to see it from like an outside perspective, but being inside the community, like it did change the town. Like it changed the town. 
Like, it really did. It changed the culture. Like, it affected everybody in whether a, that was a big way or a small way. Like, it it just impacted the whole area. It was it was crazy to see. Like, we did something that's never been done, and the community gave back tons of love. What do you think, Pranav? What do you think about Kyler voting for his own moment to make the first ballot Hall of Fame? You got to. Right? Got you got to have confidence in yourself for others to have confidence in That's you. That's right. That's goddamn right. And, you know, I don't want to be romantic here, but him at the end there saying that they felt loved, I mean, that's pretty fucking special. That's pretty special to hear the guy that made the play talk about feeling loved. And also, he's a kid. For a kid to feel loved in that moment, I just think that's lovely and special. And and I hope that all high school athletes around the country that are doing amazing things are not, or, or the, 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 also the kids that fucking suck. I hope they all are feeling love in some shape or form from the people around them. That's special. I appreciate it. Great voting committee there from Kyler. It's time for the cosign. Next credential, the cosign. That's the question is for you, Pranav. Should Kyler Ronquillo's strip six make the first ballot Hall of Fame and why? Yeah, I mean, just to preface that, I think when I look at when I when I value the, the, the importance of a sports moment, to me, like same reason why I started Amazing, it's so much bigger than it's not about what the play specifically is. It's not about who's the most athletic, who made the coolest play. It's about like, what is the meaning of the play? How does that have a greater societal impact? Mm-hmm. And I think you you weigh a lot of things, right? Really mentioned. First of all, you know, there's the aspect public versus, you know, this it's David versus Goliath, yes. right? Yeah, that's one thing. You have the family aspect of it. Yes. I mean, you know, for one 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 part of it, you know, Filipino American, Asian American, that's that's a big thing. You don't see that too often. Yep. But also, uh, from the perspective of father son, um, you know, the tweet that went out before the game, mm-hmm. then you add on um you add on like the type of play it was, mm-hmm. you know, just from a specific, you know, viewing standpoint, how the mo- the energy switched. Probably yes. three times in a matter of half a second. That's right. Um, how much you know was at stake? It was yep. a state championship game. Yep. It was. It's not. It's not about the play. It's about what happened as a result of the That's play. Right. It's about. It's about Yelm. It's about Yelm Washington. How this is the first state title. How he said it changed the culture of a town. This five foot <laughs> ten dude who no, not many people knew about before. You know, changed the changed the dynamic for an entire city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when you add all that together, there's no way this doesn't end up in all of that. What else do you want? What else could you want out of a sports moment? And you're right. He, you know, he finishes there talking about changing the community. You can dismiss, by the way, we're into our induction speech now. It's when I get to decide what happens. Me, Neil, I'm weighing in here. You can dismiss sports and, and particularly high school sports and be like, ah, it's corny and it's, you know, it's bullshit and it's toxic and all that stuff. And you know, the truth is, is a, that is true. It is corny and it is toxic and there is some bullshit about it, but you also can't dismiss the positives that come from it. The bonding, the brotherhood, the teamwork and, and, and something like this where a, a, a community gets something out of it. They, they, they are buoyed. They're lifted up by these kids that go out and represent them. I just think it's special. I just think it's a special moment. And and you got to put your cynicism away for a second and appreciate what this kid did for his teammates, for his father, for his school, for his community. And when you think about that, how does this moment not make the first ballot Hall of Fame? Of course it is. Kyler Ronquillo, Jason Ronquillo, the coach, Pranav Ayer, Yelm High School, 
And Tyler Weaver, is that his name? Tyler Weaver? Hold on, let I me look. So. This is the music should still be playing. Tyson Weaver, Tyson, Tyson Weaver. Tyson Weaver, the DB, who didn't make the play. Congratulations to all of you. This moment is going in. The first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Oh, this is exciting. Pranav, you did fantastic. Tell people how they can follow you. And, and pl- what are you working on next? Pl- plug what you're working on. Yeah, I mean, we'll work on next. We got a lot of big things up in 2023. Got some big announcement coming in February that we can't really talk about until then. But apart from that, we have, you know, a bunch of um, high school basketball showcase that, that, we're, that we're planning for um, the spring that will be taking, you know, West Coast all the way into Toronto. Um, so that's going to be big. Um, and then, you know, just doing, just bringing, building out the platform more, um, you know, collaborating with a lot of these, you know, high level athletes and hopefully putting together camps and, you know, a lot of nonprofit work with these athletes as well. So that's kind of what we got, what we got in plan. Um, the best ways to kind of um, follow us in the in the immediate term is, you know, we're biggest right now on Instagram and TikTok. It's at AmazingHQ. That's A-M-A-Z-N-H-Q. Um, we're on YouTube also. Um, if you want to support our merch, you know, amazinghq.square.site. We got a lot of merch that is centered around the identity of being an Asian American athlete and um, what in like, you know, the obstacles that we have to overcome and how we're breaking those barriers and redefining biggest things. How do you redefine what it means to be an Asian man? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's a lot of what we got going and it's all about, you know, bringing together community, all walks of, you know, Asian American life. You know, a lot of people, when they see me, they don't even think I'm Asian American because, you know, a lot of times you don't see, you don't, you don't view an Indian dude as that's South, right. South Asian dude that's as right. Asian in America. That's right. But it's, it's really interesting when you go back to, when you go to England, Asian literally means like South Asian. That's like mm-hmm, what they refer mm-hmm. to. So it's all about where you are from. And at the end of the day, when it comes to sports, it's we have such a very unique experience, unique experience in, in, in terms that we're all going to be looked at in very similar ways and very negative ways at this moment. We have the ability to kind of rally around that and kind of change that narrative for the entire community. So. Hopefully we can do that as we go forward. Every time you post something, I feel like I learned something about someone, about a trend, about uh, a sport. Uh, and I appreciate that. A-M-A-Z-N-H-Q. Follow it on all social. Um, you know, I'm going to make a prediction right here on the show. If you if you follow me at all ever on social, if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm not always right. But I am never, ever wrong. And here comes another deadbolt prediction from Neil. Amazing HQ is going somewhere. In five years from now, you're going to look back and Amazing HQ is going to be bigger than what it is right now. It's going to be something legit. It's going to be something major. And you guys are going to listen to this and go, I learned about Pranav Iyer through Neil's podcast, First Ballot Hall of Fame. That's fantastic. Pranav, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you much for being here. Thank you so much for giving all the football insight, all these things I didn't know anything about because I've never played football. And also, congratulations again to Kyler Ronquillo, first Filipino-American in the first Bell Hall of Fame. That's fantastic. Shout out, Kyler. Thank you. But so no, Thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you Pranav. I really appreciate it. That's it. That's the show. My special thanks to Pranav Ayer. Follow AmazingHQ at A-M-A-Z-N-H-Q on social. Support the family. My special and real thanks to the Ronquillos for the time in the interview, but also for being the Filipino-Americans I'm so proud of. Thanks to you both. Get another title next year, Coach and Kyler. Enjoy college ball in Portland. Thanks to Jessica Singh and Robbie Arucci. As always, thanks to Rhythm J for the beats and Jorge Nerano for the guitar. 
Thanks to you all for listening. And thanks once more to Dan Devine, who's really tweeting about the show, getting it out there for lots of people to hear. I see you, sir. I appreciate you. The show keeps growing. Thanks to you all for listening. And come back next week for more First Ballot. You heard it, Max Preps. It's bullshit. <laughs>